This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I am one of your hosts, Max, along with your other infamous host, Treyas. And this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Network. Every topic, every team, everywhere. Hashtag do you believe. Without further ado, let us commence the discussion of sports. Amateur Hour! Welcome! You're listening to episode 107 of Amateur Hour, uh, where us, the amateurs, are going to give our takes on uh, professionals and act like we understand what the heck is going on. So, the first thing that we're going to get started with, as per usual, is going to be the weekly highs. The weekly highs! So, I've got the weekly highs this week. I'm going to start with my sports high. And my sports high has been, if anybody's watching the highlights or watching the games, we, hard to watch the games when they're overseas uh, and at weird times at like 4 a.m. Uh, but the FIBA World Cup for basketball, the, the showcases have been going on. And I want to say that I'm impressed with the Team USA, one person in particular, but impressed with the team as a whole because you don't have the quote-unquote, you know, all-out star power that we're, you know, used to seeing on some of those former teams. But the young talent that we do have is playing really, really well. And the person that I am most impressed with is young Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Just by the eye test, he looks like a young Michael Jordan. But just by the numbers that he's putting up and the plays that he's making, man, he looks fantastic. Posterizing people, hitting threes, passing, making plays. I mean, he looks great. And for me, that is a high in itself. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely the standout from the FIBA games, all the the the, the friendlies and the matches that they've had. Um, he's been doing everything. Him and Paolo, really. Um, him and Paolo. A little bit of Austin Reeves in there. You can't sleep on him. For my personal high, uh, we had a conditioning test for the Arizona Flames a team in the ABA that I play for. Uh, and I had been working for uh, several weeks to try and, you know, pass this test. I ended up having the fastest cumulative time. So I had the lowest total, like I had like the fastest reps out of everybody. So basically mm. what the test was is five down and backs on a full length basketball court. So 94 feet, mm. uh, five times, two minute rest in between. So very fair, like a very fair conditioning test. The NBA is six down and backs in a minute. Uh, we had for bigs and wings, we had 67 seconds. I was 57, 56, 58, 58, 57. So you did a three, you did three reps of that three reps of the four back and forths, uh, uh, five reps of the five. So, so it was, it was, so running up the court and back is one you do oh, that five times Yeah, rest for, so, and then, so that's like one set and then you do five sets. So it's 25. Oh, uh, and then do they take like your average and call that your time? 
Yeah, well, they you just have to beat uh, like 67 seconds, and I was like 10 seconds under. So I, point being, I feel good. Ooh. Yeah, I, I you know, the, definitely been working hard on that and uh, feel good. Oh, you know, most of the guys who did it passed, which is great. And uh, it was really awesome to see the effort for everybody because, um, you know, there was potential for not having a season if we didn't have enough guys that were willing to get in shape. You know what I mean? Mm. So feeling good about that. The Arizona Flames are alive and well. Uh, be sure to stay tuned. I'm sure I'll be making announcements as the season gets closer. Uh, that's enough out of me, Shrey. Talk about the lows. <laughs> the lows. Hi, <laughs> Max. Uh I don't have any personal lows this week. I had a pretty good week this week, so I'm going to skip over to the the sports low. Very nice. Um, and it was something that I talked to Max about off pod uh, just before this, but we were recording this on a Tuesday, and on the Monday night preseason game between Baltimore and the Washington Commanders, um, they, did a, they did a segment – uh, with Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, who were calling the game, and then Josh Harris, who is now the new uh, own one of the new owners for the Washington Commanders, right? He's with the group that has Magic Johnson and you know some other people. But Josh Harris made an appearance in the booth uh, to talk about you know the new purchase and everything and the new season. And in the middle of the in the middle, I think more towards the beginning of the segment, Joe Buck's talking about you know his foray into sports ownership right and like i guess you know he's worked with he's had you know the the sixers and the thing and you know he's had other teams in the past um and been part of those groups and he was kind of putting his hands out and kind of talking with his hands and he kind of left his hands out for a second uh while he was you know kind of describing josh harris's career and harris who's sitting in the middle between aikman and buck thinks that Joe Buck is going for a handshake and says, oh, I know what to do now, and sticks his hand out there and starts grabbing it and shaking it. And Buck is still kind of talking, like he's not really paying attention, but his hand is shaking. But Aikman, on the other side of him, looks at both of them and realizes what's going on and knows, oh, this wasn't a real handshake. And this is like kind of awkward. And starts like trying, like trying to hold in his laughter. And you can see him smirk in the side, and it's hilarious. It's just uh, one of the funniest fails so far. You, you watch this video, and you can't stop watching it because it's just so awkward. Harris doesn't know what to do with his hands afterwards. He knows he made a mistake, and so he starts like he's like, "Oh, okay, I should put him on my hips or something," and you know, you know, look to the side. Oh, hopefully no one noticed that. Like <laughs> he's like, "Oh man, it was such a great appear- media appearance." Um, uh, definitely a, a, a great meme start to the NFL season. I know we will get a lot more memes from the NFL season, um, but what a start already in the preseason getting. Memes. I just, that's like, that's, it's, that's somehow worse than, you know, when you go to like dap somebody up and they go to a fist bump and you go to like a high five. Oh, definitely worse. So like if the guy's just talking and you're like, Oh yeah, let me reach in here and like, just dude, that is or, an um, that's a low. That's, like that is the embarrassment and you did that on live TV. <gasps> oh. Or uh it's also Cringe worse than gang. you know how like remember when you 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 were in class and you kind of were like you would like need to stretch and then your your teacher instructor or professor thinks that you're raising your hand. So if you like stretch 
Like you're like, oh, oh that one's pretty bad. Yeah, and they're, they're, like, oh. you. they're like, they're like, Shrey, you had a question? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm like, oh. Uh. <laughs> then you're like, do I look good in this situation and actually ask a question? Do I BS a question or do I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my bad. Because when you say my bad. I see bad, you're actually not get... participating in the class, yeah, Mr. Yeah. So if you'd like to take a nap, please excuse yourself to the principal's office. Yeah, they're Thank like, <laughs> they get disappointed when they see that you were stretching and you weren't really asking a question to begin with. Like, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I thought you were asking a question. No, it's okay. Let's move on to something else. You're like, oh, well, now I wish I asked a question. I look bad now. Yeah, that's tough. That's yeah, so tough. that was a funny That was a funny moment. That's definitely um, – it's on. It's definitely going to be on my ideas list for what fantasy team name I'm going to use because I always make my team name like a meme, and I have a running list of memes that I might – I'm going to try to like create, try to figure out which one's the best that's going on there. That's going to be on my idea list right now. You do. You come up with a lot of good names. I do appreciate yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. I got, I got to keep upping myself. It's, it's tough. It's tough out here being a, being the creative that I am. Oh, <laughs> my low Shrey, I, so this is the second year in a row that it's looking like I'm just going to have to do a public, uh, 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 football fantasy league. Cause I just, I don't get invites anymore. Oh no. Dude, it's tough out here. I think it's because I'm not very good at it. And so it's like, I'm a guaranteed, I'm a guaranteed like L, but no, no, I'm not why wouldn't you either. want me? Why wouldn't you want me in your league? Cause that's free money. Right. Dude, you just got to ask people that you played with in the past. me like, Hey, you have a, no, I got, I ba- I'm banned from one. The hometown. What? The hometown Wait, one, what? Banned. How yeah, do you I'm get banned. banned from a fantasy football? League? Because, Tell because guys were making some really sus trades and I would like, you know, call them out on it. Then I try to make my own sus trade, you know, literally like blatant collusion. <laughs> with like a losing team and then i try to make my own trade and they're like you can't do that and then it just it spirals you fought collusion with collusion collusion but you fight fire (laughs) with fire is what i always learned so uh yeah that's fine if anybody wants another member in your fantasy uh, league just uh let me know hit my line dude you're in yeah you have the you have the fantasy basketball league with me though so you're you're oh i know i'm looking forward to that yeah yeah yeah. you got more months you gotta, you gotta avenge yourself. You can take my, year. you can take my money. Oh my god, that was so bad. I did. I, I can't lie to you. Like at, at halfway through the year, when I was like, okay, there's no hope. Like I just stopped setting my lineup. Um, well, it, I mean, it's I, tough I, when I your best, first. when your second round pick like literally gets hurt like the first week of the season. Who did I? Who did I draft? Didn't you draft Cade Cunningham and he got hurt like immediately? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yep. And but yeah, he, he was one of my high picks. I was super excited. He for was him your second. He should yeah, he was, be a stat sheet stuffer. Yeah. theoretically yeah he should have been like a oh. 25 and 5 player yeah mm. with like steals and three yeah he should have been really good but it's like that's just tough and for some reason my hate of avica zubach prevented me from drafting him even though he was just like one of the <laughs> best rebounders it, it can't be worse than i once drafted uh gordon hayward in like the third round and i watched the first game and he ended up having the gruesome injury that he did. And yeah. I knew, well, my season's over. Like, I saw my season flash before my eyes. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care about the injury. I just <laughs> say goodbye to my $50. Yeah, I saw, well, I, I, saw my, I saw my buy-in flash before my eyes. I saw the Celtic season flash before his eyes. I saw my fantasy season flash before his eyes. Yeah, yeah that was t- that was <laughs> tough. That's That was one of the worst moments. I mean, that, yeah. that goes up there with, like, oh, I don't know. that. That's, whew. Let's next next week. Let's do a ranking for like worst sports injuries because you have to think about impact. No, we're not actually going to do that. But 
the impact that that had all in, in addition to being so gruesome that yeah. was like top. that was a big one the paul top george five. one was a big one paul george was tough sean livingston was gruesome. sean livingston was a tough one yeah that was gruesome but that it's also the impact of all those like right as budding stars or stars like paul george was a star paul george at that was time a star. he wasn't a superstar superstar but he was a star and to have that yeah um tough tough yeah real tough well let's talk about let's talk about uh let's change gears let's get our knives and our forks out and let's talk about the meat and potatoes of today's episode right as we ended recording last week incredibly funny uh Shrey got the notification for what i would consider a pretty major trade in the nfl and it has to do with our hometown team the new england patriots ezekiel elliott a man that personally i'm not a fan of uh but you know, used to be good at one point in time, four or five years ago, was a free agent signing to the New England Patriots, which, okay. It was big news. It literally happened while we, fi- as we finished recording. I, I, I remember telling Max, I was like, oh my God, literally the worst Just time. missed it. <laughs> that, uh, Shrey, how, how do you feel about it? So I feel about, I feel about it. Okay. Yeah, that is not you- English. That was not English. That was not English. I feel... that was was definitely not english um i feel i feel okay about it i think uh my feelings have changed because of the comparison between this the elliott signing and then a couple hours later that dalvin cook signing which we'll talk about but as a player in a vacuum i did really think that the patriots needed running back help like if yeah. you if you watch some of the first preseason games, um, they have Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong. Pierre Strong has been a little injured, and Kevin Harris has done literally nothing. So those are the backups to Ramondre Stevenson. Um, and it it kind of made me think, why did you give up Damian Harris? Like Damian Harris went to the Bills, I think for a million dollars, right? And you didn't you didn't want to pay that. So say you could have given him a million dollars or even less. I don't know if you would have taken even less, but say a million dollars. That's really good depth. You have Stevenson Harris that worked for a running back duo. Like you knew that you, one could spell the other and you're not overworking one, but when Ramondre is on your lead back and then your depth behind him kind of sucks. Like they, like I watched Kevin Harris run in a couple of these preseason games and he does not know how to cut into a hole. Like he's just, he just dances around in the backfield and then gets tackled like for a, a yard or two. So I get, I definitely like the signing from that standpoint of like, you need a, a proven guy. He may not have the legs that he once did. Like he I, may, not even, not even close. No, not but, even close. He, how many, okay. So 2022 last year, how, yeah, yeah. what do you think his yardage was? I think he had like, 400 yards maybe did he have less than that oh uh no no he had he had more than that he had 800 800 yards somehow okay that's down from a thousand year prior yeah so so 1300 three years prior 1400 four years prior yeah so i mean that's the thing with running backs right it's like they their time at their peak is not high how many receiving yards do you think he had 200 (laughs) <laughs> divide that by two please 92 he had, he had 92 receiving yards 92 receiving how yards. many how many receptions did he have though 
So he barely 17. Okay, so they didn't use him. Tony Pollard ended up being no, they, the, didn't, they didn't use him at all. Yeah, if you look at Tony Pollard, he definitely had like in the 30s. 47 40s. the year prior. So him. so the thing is like 5.4 yards per I don't know. Ramondre Ramondre can definitely take a little more of the passing workload. Um but I think you needed a guy and I think the pay, I think Bill Belichick likes backs that can block. Right. And Elliot is known to be a good cover like coverage blocking, run blocking, um which cool. running back. Right, is a strong strong body. Cool. Yeah. So so I think you're you're obviously not gonna get the breakaway speed that he once had, like you know, 2016, 2017 Ezekiel Elliott. But I think he can still be a decent bruiser as a goal line back. Like I still think he can right. find the end zone. Um, I think he can be good in short yard situations. And if you need to, him to catch the ball, like he wasn't asked to do it a lot with Pollard and uh, really rising last year for the Cowboys, but right. he still can catch the ball if you need him to. So like no one's like, it gives a little bit less expectation for the defense to be like, Oh, when Elliot's out there, he's just going to block. Like, no, he might be able to like catch a screen pass and take it for a couple yards too. So I like it from that standpoint. Max, where I don't like it is what you what you can describe next is when you compare it to the Dalvin Cook deal. Oh yeah, yeah. So do you, so um, let's let's talk about that. that. So another major trade too. So the so the other big signing that we had right right is uh, we got Dalvin Cook leaving yeah. Minnesota. Rest in peace. Uh, good luck to them. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate middling team. I just I want them to do good every year, and they. And they did good last year, except they they did, did not they at the end. So, that's what I'm saying. And you called it. You're like, yeah. What are they going to do? Actually, when the playoffs roll around, like, they <laughs> can do it. They can do it. Classic. Dude, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh God. So Dalvin Cook to the Jets. This actually, and to be honest with you, so it's another one year deal. Much more money guaranteed than Zeke. So whatever that means for you know mindset performance, the Jets could end up paying you know if everything goes according to plan with you know bonuses and things like that the incentives they can end up paying a million more uh seven million versus zeke six million uh but dalvin cook has had much better numbers over the mm-hmm. past couple of years compared to zeke uh and to me you know i see i've read some articles that are like oh you know zeke's a better fit for the pats da, 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 da. to me that feels like copium because dalvin cook is the guy that i would rather have yeah me too uh, just based off of again i go back to eye test and i go back to you know a little bit of numbers and i go back to just last year's performance heck of a difference and i understand like you said zeke kind of fell off and took that secondary role so yeah sure his numbers aren't going to be that great his his style of play i don't know to, to have a dominant running back you know even in as we talked about last week in a league that is, you know, kind of changing that, what that role looks like to have somebody like Dalvin cook would be such a huge boost to the Patriots roster. Um, yeah. And, and the jets for them to, to, to snag him from the, you know, from the Vikings without kind of a matched offer. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I think, I don't know what cooks interest was with the Patriots. I know he came in. Visited, Aaron Rodgers. but like, it feel, it felt like, you know, he was, balancing oh, with the pats yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 the pats well the the jets obviously they took him but miami was a huge destination for him after he got released like everyone kept saying oh he's going to miami he's going to miami and i think that's become like the new like 
oh, when someone gets like, oh, when there's a trade target or when there's like something like, hey, they're going to Miami. Like we talk about. Of course they are. We talk, we'll talk about Jonathan Taylor, but that's becoming a new thing now. Um, but it only makes me think like, did the Patriots cheapen out on Cook? Or is this what they wanted this whole time? Like, I feel like they, with how Bill and the Pats kind of like optically put out news, they want you to think that like, I think they like beat the Dalvin Cook signing to the punch, and they were like, "Oh no, we wanted we wanted Zeke." Like that's why you saw the Zeke news came out first, and then only a couple hours later the the Dalvin Cook news came out. So it's like optically it looks like okay, no, we got our guy, but when there are when the signings are introduced on the same day you can't help but think like well this guy you know they gave the they gave zeke up to six he may not reach all those incentives and it may be you know closer to four or five yeah right but for a couple million more you could have had dalvin cook like could you have beat could you have given him eight and a half or something like that could you have done that and and beat that offer who else would have who else are we paying? We didn't, we didn't, we didn't, uh, we couldn't land DeAndre Hopkins. So it's not like we have a exactly star that's taking up the salary cap. Exactly. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That, and that, that's the frustrating part is like, yeah, you didn't go out and pay ah! DeAndre Hopkins after, <laughs> after you spent all that time bringing him here. And then, you know, he did the IG story saying like La Familia and all that stuff in the locker Feeling room. Good. With Feeling good. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, so it's like, okay you were planning on it right or was that just a show and if you were if you were planning on it now you have that extra money to to spend why didn't you go and get a guy why didn't you go and get a guy that it was a difference maker and you have if you have a backfield now of cook and Ramondre, like that like they both can catch the ball they both have speed they both are big backs well, maybe like, in Trey, maybe big, maybe that's too. the reason why, right? So if if the Patriots are going to go in on Ramondre Stevenson, mm-hmm. maybe they didn't want to get a Dalvin Cook who would take that number one spot, right? Because he has been proven. Mm. Maybe they feel like they want to keep Zeke in the secondary role. They're kind of paying him like it, right? Obviously, if he does reach six mil, that's you know fine. He um, that would mean he had like a Pro Bowl season, like. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely I, can't. I don't think that's going to happen. So yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that is the reason why the, what they're thinking. They're like, okay, Stevenson's going to have a career year da, 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 behind, you know, Mac Jones and everything else. I, I don't know. I just don't like, I, just don't, I, like I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that, but that's, yeah, I'm trying yeah. I'm trying to fathom the logic here. See, we're, we're really drawing the red strings together between all the different points to try to figure out what the freaking heck has been going on with the Pats organization. I just, it doesn't, it's just I don't like how they they the AFC East is uh, like just the monsters and yeah. we're we're the monsters <laughs> without being the monster you know we're like the little pipsqueak aliens yeah we're just we're just Tweety Bird we're just one Tweety Bird we're one Tweety Bird <laughs> well it's just one I, Sylvester put it that gosh I just I just don't like how they they get all these cost controlled options and they sell them to you like no this is the guy like just wait like juju smith schuster this is why we got this is why we let go of jacoby myers is because we wanted this guy we'll give him the exact same contract oh did we tell you he had knee issues all last season and he had knee issues to start this season who knows if he's 100 percent? like you know what i mean like they'll just get guys and then you'll be like okay you just got like the store brand version of a guy that you could have had 
like they're so good at getting the store brand versions. They don't get no. the they don't get the real brands. No, uh, they don't. They're not. They're not buying Lucky Charms. They're buying. Yeah, they're yeah. buying oats and mellows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> marshy oats. Yeah. Marshy oats. You're like, what is this? Marshy O's. You know, they sometimes they're like, oh, we don't want, we want to make a Cheerios like off bread so we're gonna make them like something honey o's <laughs> yeah, honey o's cardboardy o's yeah. circles <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah no that's that no that's really what it feels like but i want to go back to uh just dalvin cook and the jets real quick i i think um to me that 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 really shores up a big part of their offensive game right because we've been talking about the jets defense for a while yeah um, we're talking about hey aaron Rodgers, you know that gives them an offensive boost now you have a really just great running back. That's well, superb. And it makes a lot of sense for them because you don't know how Brees Hall is going to look when he comes back, right? He's coming off the ACL tear. Um, right, which is so the injury you, of injuries in sports. Exactly. And running backs and players don't really look good their first year coming off the ACL injury. Right. It's usually the next year when they get their real legs back into them. Um, or even the second half of the year when they come back. Mm-hmm. so dalvin cook having that insurance plan that like you know first four or five games they can really let Brees hall you know take a back seat if he gets some carries that's fine if not we'll just let him you know really get his strength back in his legs really be able to cut um and dalvin cook can just run wild for five weeks and then now you're now you're getting Brees hall back when he's really you know 90 percent, 95 percent, and he don't have to really like hope that week one he's there giving you what he did those first five weeks of last year so Mm -hmm. i think honestly for us it would have been a big boost like as like a having that dual threat in the running back uh, in the backfield but for dalvin cook and for the jets this is a better signing for them just because of the need um they don't have to like you know worry about like michael carter being a or um zonovan knight being uh being guys that like need to take a bulk load of carries like they did last year right Uh, so they got a guy now that can really be a difference maker for them and now they really have difference makers on all facets of the on the team right now right if aaron Rodgers is the the last remaining unknown really like Uh, yeah but what's it what's his what's his floor even now yeah so that's the thing it's like yeah. solid <laughs> it's better than mike white and zach wilson combined i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah that's fact <laughs> way better so, yeah well and so there's another thing too uh we we have you know we've been talking a lot of, about players moving around there's one guy that would love to be able to move just don't see how that's going to happen uh jonathan taylor of the colts again mm. fantastic up-and-coming guy super young super athletic just dominant at times right mm-hmm. uh they the Colts have given him permission. They're like, "Hey, buddy, you can go out and seek a trade. Good luck." Where is that going to lead? To me, probably nowhere. This should have like this should have been a way way earlier move. This should have been like end of last season, beginning of free agency kind of thing. Yeah. Um, versus now, because as we know, the Chargers did the same thing with you know Austin Eckler. They're like, they "Hey, did. buddy, all right, like you're, you you want to go somewhere else? Cool." You can look for a trade. His agent's out there trying to find something. At the end of the day, they still have rights. And if they're not going to find a deal that makes sense, they're not going to do it. So, yeah. Uh, and I, I totally agree with you that there. Um, they, the report is that they want a first round pick. The Colts want a first round pick or 
a combination of picks that kind of adds up to the first round pick. You know how like right person uh, uh, front office and you know when they do draft pick management like if you combine two seconds or a second and a third like that could be first round value like there's like that whole there's calculations and formulas for everything um so i think that's what they're like looking at but they held up for this long like john like jonathan taylor has been unhappy for most of the off season and he's basically asked for a trade earlier in the off season and the colts and jim ursay like literally jim ursay literally tweeted like we're not trading jonathan taylor like like we're not doing it. So now that they now that the Colts are saying like, oh, we'll let him like, you know what I mean? Like it just it's like so for show because they know at this point, like he's not gonna get a trade not. doesn't mean much no. as it did in June, right? Like unless someone were to go down with a really like long term injury, Jonathan Taylor's trade rumors and all these stuff, like they're gonna be so quiet. So he's he's gonna either have to miss games, and hope that there's a spot that opens up during the season that they can trade him for, right. or he's gonna have to return to the team and and, and you know be unhappy in person. You know what I mean? I don't so, know. And to me too, like if I were him, you you need an extra year, right? Like of mm-hmm. that same level of performance to really boost your trade value and mm-hmm. kind of your your availability on the market even yeah. the Colts too it's like if you know that he's going to be leaving try to squeeze as much value out of him as he can bolster his yeah. numbers 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 bolster his numbers get him touches do that kind of thing uh to where like if you have another year or at least a half season of that kind of thing his value is much better you could even look at something in season if he's performing well again depends on how things are going right like if the chicago bears <laughs> you know, really need help. Which they, they could. They, that's like a that's could. a possibility. Yeah. That's a possibility. That's a team that could be willing to give up a combination of picks yeah. in order to, you know, blah, 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 blah. well, and we kind I kinda alluded to this in our first segment, but Miami has been in every running back rumor ever. Like of from course. Austin Eckler, they were like, oh, is he going to Miami? Right? Because Miami is one of those situations where people want feel like they want to go there. And they have a decent issue at the running back position, considering their starter is still uh, um, Raheem Mostert, who's like injury prone. And, you know, I mean, Jeff Wilson also injury prone. So do you think Miami ponies up and, and gets one of these running backs that are, you know, on the market? And now if it's Jonathan Taylor, do you think they actually go through and get, you know, trade a first round pick or, or do that, or do they like do teams just kind of wait them out and hope that you know the the ask either goes down as the season goes on and they're kind of like stuck and the Colts get stuck, or you know wait for the off season and see what happens then. Like I, I I don't know. Like I think that's where it's going. We talked about the running backs getting devalued so much, Max. Yeah, like this is where it's gone. It's like the one of the best running backs in the league, right? Like a guy that. I think he. I think he did. I think it was eighteen hundred yards last season, seventeen or eighteen hundred yards. Derrick Henry esque season last year. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, yeah. Is having a hard time getting He's traded. Having a hard time, yeah. So it's like um, first round pick or a couple picks, yeah, something. It's ridiculous. I think it was two years ago. Yeah, so twenty twenty one, he had an eighteen hundred yard year. Uh, last year, he was had some injury concerns. He didn't. He didn't play towards the end of the season. Yeah, but. 
you know what he can be, right? People know he's a he's a star in the making, right? Mm-hmm. He won. He was second in offensive player of the year last year. So right. sorry, in twenty twenty one. So it's that's the market. Like that's crazy to me that that guy can't get a job, but or that guy can't get paid the way he wants and has to do all these antics. Yeah. Um, but that's the league right now, and so it's kind of put him in a pickle. Yeah. Well, and and to Mr. Taylor, good luck. Uh, and our favorite phrase, we will we see. We'll see. We will see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that just about does it for us this week. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another lovely episode of Amateur Aher. Uh, I am your host, Max, along with your other host, Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace. <laughs>